VoiceAmerica.com. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And greetings, everyone, and welcome. Thank you for joining us today. You are tuned to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to your inner divinity. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. So what's on tap today? Ah, Well, today we're going to tackle a topic that may be unfamiliar to many of our listeners. Today we're going to be talking about the dweller on the threshold, what we will otherwise refer to as the enemy within. Sounds like something out of a horror movie, Tom. (laughs) I know. Dun, 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 the dweller. (laughs) Well, although I know know, we're being somewhat facetious about that, the horror movie reference is not that far off the mark. Equating the dweller with a monster is actually a lot closer to the truth than we might think. But before we go there, let's tell our listeners what the dweller is and why we need to know more about it. Okay, we all have a dweller on the threshold. Yes, we do. The dweller is the accumulated negativity of our life streams since we fell from grace. It is our creation, and it is not our friend. <laughs> it is indeed the enemy within. You know, how often have you heard us talking about the fact that we will are, we are all co-creators with God? Mm-hmm. You know, we've explained that through our free will, our every thought, word, and deed is animated and manifested by our use, or in some cases, misuse of God's energy. The dweller is the accumulation of all these misuses of God's energy. It is, in essence, the focal point of the consciousness behind our human creation, the mind behind the manifestation. Well, you know, the term dweller on the threshold has been adopted by the Ascended Masters because it conveys the meaning that it literally sits at the threshold of self-awareness, where the elements of the subconscious cross the line from the unconscious to the conscious world of the individual. Thank you, Professor. I know, I know. I mean, this <laughs> subject can quickly become rather heady if we're not careful. And and we don't want that. No, no, we don't. You know, but for many, this concept does take some explaining. You see, not only do we all have a dweller on the threshold, but at some point in our spiritual journey, we will have to confront this dweller and defeat it. Now, that sounds rather ominous. Well, <laughs> this idea that we have an enemy within, one that does not have our best interest at heart, can seem somewhat threatening, to say the least. But let's see if we can't come at this concept from a more familiar angle. You know, what's another common concept that has a lot to do with the idea of the dweller? Well, I think I've got it. While you may be hearing about this concept of the dweller for the first time, you've probably already heard of the concept of the Antichrist. Well, there you go. Well, yeah. (laughs) And many people are taken with the idea that one single figure, a lone Antichrist, is scheduled Mm -hmm. to make an appearance someday, somewhere on our planet. Well, yeah. You know, many books and numerous movies have depicted this very thing and have everyone looking for the Antichrist. But here's the most important twist. The Ascended Masters teach us that it is actually not so important who this Antichrist is, when he should appear, in what form, and in what country. Yeah, and the real issue is being prepared to meet this Antichrist in whatever form it should manifest. And the Antichrist that is the most dangerous to the individual is the Antichrist that lodges within his own mind. 
And this <laughs> anti-self is known as the carnal mind, which is the synthetic or unreal self. And it consists of momentums of karma and momentums of creation. This is the co-creator with God part. Yeah. That have accumulated over many, many centuries and thousands of years. You know, the beloved Ascended Master El Moria tells us quite simply that the Antichrist is every force within and without the psyche of man that would put down and deny the true and living God, the living Christ within you. Hence the term Antichrist. Yep. And the greatest Antichrist that you are facing right now is the enemy within. Yeah, you know, who is threatening you from without? Who is taking your Christhood from you right now? Only the enemy within. And if you are searching for the Antichrist outside of yourself, you've missed him. Now, to bring this full circle, another name for the anti-self, this enemy within, is the dweller on the threshold. Yeah, there you go, full circle. Yeah. And here's why an understanding of the dweller on the threshold is so important. This enemy within, this Antichrist, this dweller on the threshold, is the enemy of God and his Christ and of the soul's reunion with that Christ. In other words, if union with God and with our Christ self is what we desire, then we will, sooner or later, <laughs> find ourselves confronting our own dweller. And what can we do to prepare for this confrontation and emerge victorious? You know, Terry, you remember when Paul said, I die daily? Sure. He was talking about having a portion of his human creation transmuted daily, healed and made whole step by step. Step by step. <laughs> yeah, and we should handle our karma and our dweller in much the same way. By daily putting on the Christ, through the power of our I am presence, we take we take apart our dweller piece by piece. Yeah, piece by piece. And just where within us does this dweller reside? The dweller on the threshold is the nucleus of a vortex of energy that forms what we call the electronic belt. Mm -hmm. Now, this electronic belt is shaped like a kettle drum and surrounds our four lower bodies from the waist down. The serpent head of the dweller is sometimes depicted as emerging from the black pool of the unconscious, <laughs> kind of like the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, this electronic belt contains the cause, effect, record, and memory of our human karma in its negative or bad aspect. Mm -hmm. Now, by contrast, our positive or good karma is registered in the causal body and sealed in the electronic firing surrounding each one's own I am presence. These are our treasures laid up in heaven. Well, exactly. Now, let's go back to this insidious serpent, our dweller. When the sleeping serpent of the dweller is awakened by the presence of the Christ, the soul must make the free will decision to slay this self-willed personal antichrist by the power of the I am presence. And this is where it is invaluable to have an ongoing relationship with the ascended masters. You see, the masters have all slain their dweller on the threshold, as we will someday do. Yes, and when we have established our relationship as students of these masters, we will have the help and support we need when the time comes to confront our dweller face-to-face -face and emerge victorious. You see, the dweller appears to the soul on the threshold of conscious awareness where it knocks to gain entrance into the realm of our true selfhood. But it is Christ and only Christ whose knock you must answer. You know, we must each prove to ourselves by free will what is real, capital R, what is light, and what is the eternal goal. This is awakening. This is enlightenment. And when the soul is enlightened and quickened and gains awareness through Christ, she begins to be able to see on her own through that Christ intelligence what is real and what is unreal. Yeah, but seeing is not necessarily believing. You know, seeing is the first step. Believing is the second. Because to deny that which is unreal exposes the individual to their personal psychology. Mm -hmm. And this can sometimes result in very hard lessons. You know, the trial by fire. <laughs> That's right. Letting go of some things that we have unknowingly accepted can be difficult. I'll say. <laughs> and we must find a way to convince our souls that some things are more important than our human creation. Yeah, so we must be willing to let go of certain situations, relationships, conditions, beliefs, and comfortabilities if we wish to advance. So again, 
We must learn to slay the dweller, as Paul said, dying daily, not all at once, but little by little, day by day. Yeah, in this regard, here's an important teaching to keep in mind. Each day, according to cosmic cycles, a little bit of the head of the dweller emerges above the dark pool of the electronic belt. You will see this manifested in your actions and reactions. Yes, you may see it vaguely in the misusings of, <coughs> I'm sorry, in the musings of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps only sensing a ripple on the surface of the pool of the unconscious. So you must learn to watch and listen to that, to what is lurking. Yeah, and as soon as you find a tendency to fear or to doubt, to be jealous, to become angry or whatever, recognize this golden opportunity and take advantage of it to heal balance and transmute this energy. And how do you do this? Well, you make a call. Yep. Let's say the head of the dweller has peaked above the surface of your awareness, tempting you to engage in criticism or an angry outburst. Well, don't waste a second, mm -hmm. but go after this temptation with vigor. In the name of my holy Christ self and through the power of my I am presence, I cast out the dweller on the threshold of anger and criticism. It has no power. Its day is done. Be gone, forces of antichrist. And that's what you can do anytime and anywhere. You are far more powerful than you may realize, and your calls made with fervor and focus in the name of your Christ self and I, your presence, as well as in the names of the ascended masters and great white brotherhood, will work wonders. Just make the call. Yeah. And for those times when you've, when you've only got a split second to deal with whatever energy has come up and, you know, and you don't have the time to make the proper salutation to your higher self and the masters, you can still make a short, powerful call. Well, sure, like this. Archangel Michael, help me, help me, help me. As we have been taught, the call compels the answer. Of course, not every encounter with the dweller will appear as an emergency. Sometimes it will seem very innocent and non-threatening. You must always keep in mind that the dweller is fixated on its own survival and will use every trick in the book to keep you off guard and in the dark. And you must be vigilant. And don't try to accommodate the dweller on the threshold <clears throat> to attempt to or attempt to escape and do an end run around the dweller. In the end, this just postpones the inevitable and could possibly even jeopardize your progress on the path. You know, everyone's day of karmic reckoning will certainly come. And when you're prepared and fortified with light, decrees and appropriate good works, there will be nothing to fear from the dweller. That's because the dweller really has no power except that which we have given it. Through our free will, we created our dweller. Through our free will, we will vanquish it. You know, and it sure does help to have a good, solid relationship with the Ascended Masters. They can help us navigate the treacherous waters of our confrontation with our personal dweller and bring us safely to the shores of our Christ self and I am presence. Cycles must not be lost. Tests must not be postponed. When you see it, <clears throat> make a call on it and move on. Don't delay your merging with your Christ self a second longer than necessary. This is what your soul has sought for eons, and you are finally on the doorstep of your reunion with God. You know, we've got to take a short break here, but please stay with us. When we return, we'll hear Elizabeth Clare Prophet speaking about the dweller and the guardian action of the Christ mind from a lecture entitled Christ and the Dweller. You won't want to miss it. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better, no matter where you are or who you're with. The power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, 
and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home, and their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Okay, now you've got a choice, Christ or the dweller. That's really what it comes down to, a choice between two roads, one high and the other low. In the following lecture entitled, Christ and the Dweller, Elizabeth Clare Prophet examines this very critical choice. The dweller on the threshold represents the entire consciousness of human creation. The carnal mind that created the human creation is the dweller on the threshold which is a term that has been used and adopted by the Brotherhood because it carries the meaning that it sits at that point where the subconscious mind becomes conscious. And I remember the time when we came home from Ghana and we went to Scotland with our beloved Mark. And we took a train to northern Scotland and we went there to Loch Ness, and Loch Ness is a very deep body of water in which there is the legendary Loch Ness Monster. And the Loch Ness Monster is supposedly a remnant of some prehistoric type of water beast or leviathan that is mentioned in the Bible. And uh, it supposedly looks like a, a giant sea dinosaur uh, that swims about. And supposedly uh, this Nessie, as they call her, is a female. And so people come from all over the world watching for the Loch Ness Monster. So I can remember how we drove round and round the loch looking for the Loch Ness Monster. And uh, the idea is that uh, you can see its head peeping above the water. Well, Mark said he saw it. <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> But nevertheless, uh, there are books printed uh, with supposed pictures that people have taken. This goes back several hundred years that people have been watching this for the Loch Ness Monster. And, of course, the, the loch is very uh, still. It's an inland body of water. And um, so seeing it may be seeing just a little sliver of its tail or a sliver of its head or a sliver of its back. But that 
body of water or any body of water represents the threshold from the conscious to the subconscious mind. Whatever is beneath the surface is the beneath the surface of awareness. We may get rumblings and intimations and feelings that it's there, but until it finally appears and expresses itself in some way, we don't necessarily have the definition of what this carnal mind is. And so we call it the dweller on the threshold. It's right there ready to come through the door of consciousness, but at that threshold, the guardian action of the Christ mind, the holy angels, and one's free will stands to prevent the carnal mind from actually surfacing and moving into action. Now, there are individuals, of course, uh, who do not stand guard and therefore become suddenly and uh, ferociously the instrument of a beast that is out of control. And so you see this where uh, the more people become psychologically disturbed and have divisions in the four lower bodies, the more they may be apt to manifest aberrations, they may be schizophrenic, they may be subject to hearing voices and carrying out anything from mayhem to very ridiculous little deeds uh, which they are repeating all day long and therefore put in mental homes or institutions because of this. So supposedly in our society, the difference between someone who is sane and someone who is insane would be the individual who keeps control of that Loch Ness monster, that dweller on the threshold, and uh, makes a conscious decision not to allow uh, the carnal mind in its full ferocity to manifest in the events of life. So obviously, uh, many people are totally dominated by the carnal mind and extremely sane uh, at the same time, or at least sane appearing. When you get to know them, you don't think they're quite sane, but they manage to run banks and big businesses and all kinds of things on this planet, and uh, the planet manages to survive, and we survive, and sometimes we wonder how it all works. Well, there comes a time in the life of the individual who contacts the path where if they contact the path and if they contact the masters or their representative, they come face to face with Christ and Antichrist or their personal Christ self and the personal dweller on the threshold. And they may see both face to face. Now, this may not happen the very day of the encounter with the Great White Brotherhood, but by and by it does occur. And sometimes people manage to follow the path and the masters and the teachings for many, many years without having the confrontation. Uh, they avoid it or they try to avoid the appearance of having had the confrontation. So some people uh, may avoid the encounter or avoid the appearance of having it, but ultimately when the masters determine to do so, they will force the confrontation and force the individual to make a choice between Christ or Antichrist. This may occur at any time on the path. Now, I know that some people, people all over the world who've been studying the teachings of the masters for years, some people have studied them 20 years. I've never met them. Faithful readers of the pearls of wisdom and faithful keepers of the flame. But for one reason or another, uh, I've never met them. Perhaps they've never been to a conference. Perhaps they're aged or whatever the reason. They may or may not have had a confrontation. Some of these people are extremely advanced souls. And some of them may be what you would call fringe people. 
And the same is true of those who have come closer to the organization. So you find that on the path, every individual is a very unique world. And my service to the Brotherhood is that of messenger, where I do not preempt the master's uh, intensification of their ray upon an individual. I may be fully aware of an individual's level of their own Christ consciousness, not necessarily that they have externalized it, but that I know that it is there in potential. And day by day and year by year, they are making that slow but sure progress of putting on the mantle of their Christhood. I might also be aware of the fact that a person has a, a very large momentum of the building of the dweller on the threshold and may not be doing too much about casting that dweller out or overcoming those momentums, but may instead uh, be leaning toward the dweller and avoiding and kind of circling around and uh, dodging the encounter with the Christ that would force them to bind the dweller. And many times, for many years, I will simply look in the other direction uh, while this individual is uh, thinking perhaps that he is actually getting away with not surrendering uh, the elements of the carnal mind. And so the reason that I do this is because it is not my place to preempt the encounter of your soul with the master who is your initiator, be it St. Germain or Elmoria or Lanello. Uh, because I am so careful about not getting in the way of this relationship, I find that the masters trick me. And what they do is they, they have me go and tell someone to do something or request something of them, which I would consider something uh, uh, not earth-shaking, not problematical, and nothing that would really cause anyone a problem. And sometimes when I do this, I find that on the contrary to the individual that I uh, present this to, it is an enormous problem, and it does result in a, in a division in the person where they become very angry and very furious with me and challenge me and tell me that they are not going to meet this request. Uh, whereupon I say, well, if I'd known it would have been such a problem, I would not have even brought it up in the first place. But of course, it's out, and uh, therefore I have to stand on the fact that the rock of Christ has, in fact, been the testing of a soul without my realizing that it would happen. And other times I will be sent on an, a mission to deal with such situations and know very well that it could be extremely touchy and I'm prepared for the worst and oftentimes the best happens and people make forward strides and are very grateful and, and the whole circle of community is benefited. So in the matter of the dweller then and the Christ, we all have an opportunity where in the meditation of our own heart, in the private communion of God with us and the patience of God with us, little by little we are given the opportunity to make choices without being under the ultimate pressure of choose ye this day whom you will serve, give this up, give that up, and so forth. And so we may spend years or embodiments, long periods of time because the law is very gracious to us, uh, figuring out this very problem of our own being, being able to see very clearly that we have some element of human creation, some character trait which we definitely do not like. We know we don't want it. We smash it every time we see it. It reappears now and then. We smash it again. God knows we're trying and we're not fooling, and he leaves us alone. He lets us conquer, lets us overcome. 
This is the hour of the judgment of many who have chosen the left-handed path, many who have become the Antichrist, many who have inverted the light to create the monster. This is the time that Jesus wants them cast out of the earth. We know not how it is accomplished. We have no visions that they are going to go through a physical death or the second death. We only know we are charged to make the call and that the armies of heaven and the archangels implement the call. Yeah, again, make the call, make the call. Well, up next, our weekly Q&A. And today, once again, we are joined by Reverend Sidney Bennett. Please stay with us. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better. No matter where you are or who you're with, the power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home, and their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Uh, that's right. We are back. And with us today, once again, is Sidney Bennett to join in our discussion of the Dweller on the Threshold. You know, <laughs> um, first off, uh, hi, Sid. Hi. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Sid. I'm just jumping right in here. I'm so eager to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would wager that this whole concept of a Dweller on the Threshold is really probably new to most of our listeners. Would you agree it's vital information for those who want to be victorious in the spiritual path to well, know this stuff? Y- yes, it is. Knowledge <laughs> is power. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, if you're still listening, congratulations, yeah, because really. this, is, this is a pretty intense subject. This is very yeah. intense. It takes a mature spiritual person to say, okay, let me try to understand this and grasp this, because it is a concept that is, is not preached far and wide. In fact, if you go to most Christian churches today, they say, just accept Jesus as your Savior and you're done. Yeah. You know, <laughs> There's no mention of the human consciousness, or the human self, and so forth. Right. And so to have the understanding that there's a part of us that is not real, that was created by us and not by God, and that it is blocking our spiritual path and our growth. 
And mm-hmm. suddenly you realize it is the enemy within. And I think of the dweller on the threshold as a spoiler. Every time you get something going good, every time a relationship <laughs> is going well, right. something will happen either in your consciousness or someone else's. The wrong thing will be said. The wrong action will be taken. Something will happen. And it's the dweller really rearing its ugly head. And so it becomes the spoiler. And once we understand and identify that this portion of ourself, number one, is not real, and number two, is acting to the detriment of our spiritual path and our day-to-day happiness, that we're saying, okay, let's take a look at this and let's deal with it. And we separate ourselves out from it, so to speak. You know, when someone's criticizing us or telling we're doing something wrong and so forth, what's the first thing we do? Most of us get defensive. Yeah, okay? right. It's a human tendency. Who are we defending? Okay, <laughs> we're not def- net, We don't have to defend our Christ self because they're not going after that. We're defending behavior that is not of the light. It is of our dweller. And that's not an easy thing to do to say, okay, you're right. It, it wasn't a good thing to do, and I apologize and so forth. Mm-hmm. But if we have this understanding, it helps us sort things out, so to speak. And we realize that the dweller must go and the Christ must come. And the whole teaching of the Ascended Masters is that we displace the dweller incrementally. That goes, a portion goes each day, and hopefully we put on a portion of our Christ self. It's not enough just to have the dweller bound. Something has to take place. There can't be a vacuum. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we call for that Christ consciousness to displace it. So this is an ongoing process. We don't have to do it all day one. It took us a very long time to create this dweller, and it can take a while to get rid of it. But I want to emphasize one thing, uh, Tom, and mm-hmm. that, that is that the dweller threshold is not something um, to be underestimated. It has a momentum and a power because you have given it God's energy over a very long time, and it doesn't want to die. It yeah. wants to rule supreme in your consciousness. So we always, if we're going to challenge the dweller, we never do it on our own. We all come to call to God, to Archangel Michael, to the angels now to work with us and help us. It's the sorcerer's apprentice, and it can be very powerful. It's it's not as powerful as God, and but that's why we need to invoke God's light. It's not just a matter of human will. Yeah, You know, I've tried and tried and tried to do this. I can't seem to do it. It doesn't work. We don't perfect the human. We displace the human, displace the dweller with the Christ consciousness, and to do that, you need an active spiritual path, and as I think was mentioned previously, mm-hmm. the support and help of the Ascended Masters, and most importantly, the protection of Archangel Michael and the angels. Because this is this is our personal battle of Armageddon. There's a planetary and intergalactic battle of Armageddon. This is our personal one, and the one that we have the most control over. So that's a long answer, Tom. Oh. But I think it's important that we understand this concept because it's key to our freedom. Well, I know I, you, you raise a number of very important issues. I, I know from studying my own psychology, and I don't remember who it was that said this. It may have been Werner Earhart. Well, <laughs> I know. He said that, you know, argue for your limitations, and sure enough, they're yours, yeah. that uh, we end up oftentimes identifying with and defending our habits. And I've heard, in fact, echoes of my own conversations with people I've had confrontations with in the past. I've said, well, that's just who I am, you know, <laughs> and... I realized looking back on that, that wait a minute, that's who I think I am. That's who I maybe have been induced to believe I am. That's my dweller talking, not necessarily my Christ self, because my Christ self, it's not a question of identity ever. It's not in, not in question. you know. And one other thing I wanted to say, too, that, um, again, this is a key that we have expressed in past programs. When we are able to see something like this coming at us mm-hmm. or we're in the midst of it, that one of the keys to getting through it is to be grateful. Here's an opportunity to overcome Here's an opportunity to be victorious. 
So we can say thank you rather than, oh God, why me? It's wait a minute. Thank you, God, for this opportunity to get past this and to grow and to, to emerge victorious. And, and, and you have to develop a certain objectivity. In other words, um, if you know, you maybe go along for a while and something will trigger some anger in you. And this happens to people who are on the spiritual path for a very long time, mm-hmm. you know, a subconscious, unconscious level. And you think, oh, I'm a terrible person. I've been on a spiritual path for 30 years now, and I've got this stuff coming up. Well, first of all, you have to recognize that it's coming up because it's got to go mm-hmm. because of your spiritual path. Yeah. Don't identify with it. Don't condemn yourself with it for it. Take accountability for it because you created it and yep. and deal with it. And so, um, you, you know, we have to be careful. What the dweller wants us to do is for us to be condemned. But, you know, this behavior is not real. We have we are accountable for it and responsible for it because we've created it. Yeah. So we have to take take command over it. But but don't identify it with it. That's a part of me that's not real. and It's got to go. And I wanted to add one thing, Tom, before we move on to the next question. That is that sometimes these patterns of anger, resentment or non-forgiveness and so forth. You know, you need to see, get some professional help in terms of counseling. Yeah. So there's a spiritual aspect to slaying this dweller. And then there's, you know, the hard work of going through um, the counseling, understanding the core of it, the, where it came from. Anger is built on hurt at some point, at some time. Yeah. And so it is a combination. It's not just, you know, going after the dweller with the sword of Archangel Michael. If, if we've got psych- psychological patterns that need to be dealt with, it is crucial that we find someone to work with on us because the masters have told us that many times spiritual people will reach a certain point on the path and they can't progress further because they haven't dealt with their psychology. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and on that note, I think uh, Dr. Marilyn Berrick has some really good books on dealing with your psychology, which is available through our website. Sure, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this. How likely is it that the dweller on the threshold will go away by itself, Jed? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that right. is wishful thinking. Yeah, boy, isn't <laughs> okay. it? You know, it's got an existence. Um, it's not real because eventually it will be gone. Yeah. But it's got an existence and a consciousness. And so it knows that your spiritual progress and devotion to the path is the greatest threat to its existence. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is why we do our calls to Archangel Michael every day. We don't want that dweller. I make a call every day for Archangel Michael to bind my dweller that it might not harm any part of life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I call each day for a portion of that dweller to be cast on the lake of sacred fire so it could be repolarized back to God. So, you know, it's an ongoing thing. I don't underestimate my dweller, but I'm not intimidated by my dweller either right. because we understand there is a way to deal with it. Okay, you know, I, I think it's imperative, obviously, that we understand that we must confront our dweller, bind it, and, and slay it. And I know you kind of alluded to this earlier, but where where do we begin? Sure. Well, I think, you know, first of all, um, you think, oh, you know, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know anymore. But, <laughs> but if if those that really have a desire to progress on the spiritual path. This is a core and fundamental teaching. Where do we begin? Mm-hmm. We'll begin with committing our life to God and to his will. And that's not a small thing for some no, people. No, no. Because <laughs> we may be asked to do things differently, to give up certain things, to move on. But know that God has your best interest in heart. And if you really desire spiritual progress, this is something where you can begin. Be aware that you have a dweller. Be aware that it must be displaced by the Christ consciousness Ask God's help to do this and watch your behavior. As I said, get psychological help if you need it, but expose these patterns and don't identify with them. Don't defend them. Mm -hmm. And when you see them, say, Almighty God, take command. I want to be free of this anger, this resentment or whatever this is that comes up because these patterns will come up even if you've been on the path a very long time. They're subconscious. They're deep. And as you're clearing records through the violet flame in your spiritual work, 
you know, they're going to come up once in a while. So identify them what they are, deal with them. If you make mistakes, ask for forgiveness, balance the karma, and move on. Lord, I'm worthy. Make me worthier still. Indeed. Yes. <laughs> well, we've heard it said before that God will never give us more than we can handle. <clears throat> Excuse me. How does this translate to the process of dealing with and actually slaying the dweller? Well, you know, the Rome wasn't built in a day and neither was your dweller. Um, so <laughs> took at least a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Trust God to deal with your dweller. But we have our part because of our free will. And I think I mentioned the start and try to work and change some of your patterns of behavior, get the psychological help. Mm-hmm. Use the spiritual tools that God has given us. That's primarily the science of the spoken word, our calls. We have decreased Archangel Michael now. We can make for our protection, the binding bread dweller, other people's dwellers, and all opposition to our life streams. And so you begin a path and realize you don't have to do everything the first day. Just mm-hmm. trust the good Lord, make the prayers, you know, and you don't go where angels fear to, fear to tread. You know, right. you take it as it comes, as God brings it to you, and always tell God that you want to do it, but have God adjust everything you're dealing with and show you what, you know, what is the next step? What is the next thing that I need to deal with. And it may not be a big deal, but it may be important. But it is doable. God wouldn't give it to us if it's not doable. Mm-hmm. Don't feel overwhelmed because it's a process. It's, you know, we're going to live our lives one way or the other. What we do today and we build upon it, when we come to the end of our lives, we'll be so grateful for every moment we spent pursuing God and the truth and trying to move forward versus the other things we have to do just to live, which is working and, yeah. you know, mowing the lawn. And I mean, <laughs> you know, those, those are necessary, yeah. but they're not important. Well, yeah. and I think too, it's good to re- be reminded that we're not alone. You know, that sometimes we talk about this confrontation as something that sounds very lonely and solitary, but in fact, we've got allies beyond those that we know. I mean, we have the masters, we have the angels, we have the Elohim. We've, we've got help. Sure. You know, <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is not, this is not a battle we can win on our own. Yeah. God has to be with us for us to win this battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we, we certainly don't want to freak anyone out concerning the inevitable confrontation, you know, we'll have someday with this dweller. But, you know, and we said this before, I guess, maybe we repeat the point. Aren't we, in fact, facing it every day already? Well, you know, every day we decide what we're going to do, how we're going to use God's energy, whether we're going to misqualify it, qualify it with something positive. We have free will every single day. And so as we understand that, um, you know, we can go forward. I, I want to mention here that there are people on this planet that have become their dwellers. Mm-hmm. And this is certainly true of the fallen angels and the patterns in them. They have no desire to become God. They've rejected God. And and there are other people that have embraced the path of uh, hedonism, so to speak, and, and self, you know, self-satisfaction, abundance, money, mm-hmm. power. They're very happy in embracing their dweller. But remember, the dweller has a temporal existence. And those that embrace the dweller, unless they change, will also have a temporal existence. <laughs> it's yeah. good to be reminded. <laughs> <laughs> As we succeed in dealing with our, our daily dweller portion, if you will, we must inevitably gain in light, grace, and wisdom. And as we gain, does the confrontation with the dweller get any easier? Oh, good question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your dweller gets smaller over time. Yeah. As you make the calls to the angels, to Archangel Michael, to bind that dweller as you work on your own psychology and do the spiritual work. It actually reduces in size. It can shrink. Um, But it's not gone until it's gone, so to speak. (laughs) And, you know, a cornered animal is the most dangerous animal. Yeah. And that's true with their dweller. So you develop habits and patterns that every day you make calls to Archangel Michael, every day you ask God's assistance and help, and you make calls on that dweller. And over time, you do make progress, and things do get better. You are happier. But remember, as long as we're here, until we totally become the Christ, 
is something we must deal with. And we deal with it in others, too, yeah. because the light will trigger a lot of times the darkness in other people. So whether yeah. you have a dweller or not, you're going to deal with it as long as you're in physical embodiment. Yeah. Well, you know, and short of giving in and giving up, there's really no way to appease the dweller, is there? It, it can never be satisfied. <laughs> the human consciousness can never be satisfied. And, you know, I think we've tried uh, over time to accommodate the dweller. Well, I'll do this and do that. I don't want to get the dweller mad, but I really am a spiritual person and so forth. You know what? We can try that for a while, but ultimately it's it not doesn't work. work. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't work. And why not go for your freedom? Well, and, and if anything's going to tell you that it can work, that would be the dweller. Oh, sure, you can accommodate me. Yeah, there's no problem what's, here. What's the harm? What's yeah, the harm in a little, little bit, bit here, of a little bit, little bit of sin, so to speak? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Well, we, we, we've got to take a break here, but please don't go away. When we return, we'll continue this fascinating discussion of how to overcome the dweller on the threshold with Sidney Bennett. Stay with us, please. <laughs> The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better, no matter where you are or who you're with. The power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home. And their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And we are back for more discussion with Sidney Bennett. And I've got to say, today's topic is really a doozy. <laughs> Something with a dweller on a threshold. Yes. Uh, Sid, before we took the last break, I had one more question I wanted to ask. At the outset of the program today, we said that the dweller on the threshold is the accumulated negativity of our life streams since we fell from grace. Now, this is quite a load to carry around. Uh, how do <laughs> yeah. we keep from feeling overwhelmed at the thought of dealing with our dweller? I mean, that's a long time. It is. And... Let's, let's just try something. Before you came into this embodiment, this happens to every single soul, you go before a spiritual board of overseers. It's known as the karmic board. And what you do is you review where you are in the spiritual path and what you need to accomplish in this embodiment. And very often what will happen is souls will say, 
please make sure I have the knowledge and the understanding that I need to accomplish these things. And the masters have told us that we have literally begged them before we came into embodiment, please make sure I find the truth and the teachings. Because they see without this understanding and these teachings, they can't make the spiritual progress that they need to make in this absolutely crucial embodiment for all of us at the time of Armageddon. Mm -hmm. And so um, we want to know the truth. And people will deny the truth and avoid the truth um, because it's hard. But for those that are mature sons and daughters of God, that are ready to take the stand for their Christhood and desire their spiritual progress and growth above all else, this is crucial teaching. And yes, it can be a little overwhelming, except when we understand that we also have the gift of the science of the spoken word, of the decrees, of the violet flame, and ascended masters and angels that are so ready and so desirous to step through the veil, if you will, and help us in any way we can. They can't win our victory for us, but we have been given every tool, and this knowledge is another tool that we have in making the real spiritual progress and not just taking spiritual pablum, which we've been fed to Christians for 2,000 years. It is time to stand, face, and conquer with the help of God, and this knowledge is key to it. Don't be overwhelmed because God is greater than this, but we must embrace the tools and the teachings that God has given us to deal with these things. This is graduate school, and if we're going to graduate from planet Earth, we need this understanding, and we need the courage to take the first step on this path. You don't have to do it all in day one. You don't have to know everything first one. Mm -hmm. You don't have to understand everything day one, but you've got to take the next step, and God will build on that step and is ready to help you as you exercise your free will. So yes, this can be overwhelming, except when you tell yourself that God is greater and God has given us the tools to deal with this, and that I have the courage to move forward and take this opportunity, which is golden, which I begged for, and by God's grace, I will be victorious. You know, I think that anybody who's listened to us for any length of time will have certainly heard the, the passion that we all share, and I think we particularly just heard the passion in in what you just said, um, Sid, that this opportunity that we have is priceless, and we don't really know how hard it has been for us to climb this mountain to get to this point where we actually have this exposure. I know. I mean, it is everybody. This opportunity is one that may not come again. You cannot guarantee that's going to happen. We don't know what the earth's going to be like yeah. for our I mean, next embodiment. It's you know? so important. And yeah. I, I think that that um, we we practice this. I mean, the fact that we have the opportunity, we can be grateful for it is one thing. But it does take doing. It does take a certain degree of commitment and focus every day, as we've talked about. But you know what, Tom? There is a joy to this path. Absolutely. It's Definitely. not just the Via Dolorosa. <laughs> there is yeah. a joy of the increased presence yeah. of God in your heart. The joy of knowing you are making spiritual progress. The joy of casting aside some of these old momentums and patterns. I am different. I'm not perfect. I'm not there yet. But I'm different than I was mm-hmm. one year, two years, five years, right. ten years ago. And don't let fear keep you from being who you really are. God is greater than any fear we have and that we have to deal with them, whether it's through psychology, work, or whatever it is. But God is greater. And tell yourself and remind yourself of that and know that it can be done. The Ascended Masters have done it. And they are just like we were on the spiritual path at one point. It can be done. And we are using God's energy to do it. Indeed. Yeah, we're powerful. 
let's talk some more about the uh, the concept of the Antichrist and its relationship with the dweller on the threshold. Would it be accurate to say that just as we each have a personal Christ, we also, and thanks to the dweller, <laughs> have a personal Antichrist as well? Well, well, we do, and I think it's it, it's helpful to understand, as you pointed out, Tom, mm-hmm. in, the, in the first part of the show, the Antichrist is not just one person that will appear at one time in one place. You know, it is a pattern, it is a momentum, it is things within ourselves that are the antithesis of the Christ. And they can be within us, within other people. And yes, there is a planetary antichrist. And yes, there are people that will come on the world scene, and they have come, and are there now, I would say, that embody the antichrist. But the most important antichrist that must be defeated is the one within us. Mm -hmm. Because how can we defeat the planetary antichrist, and God, of course, will do that, unless individuals begin by defeating themselves. So realize it's there. It's not really who you are. You're going to deal with it. With God's help, you're going to get rid of it. But the Christ shall reign supreme. That must be our mantra, that Christ reigns supreme within our being, within our thoughts, our patterns, our actions. And it can happen. Jesus proved it can happen, and Mm -hmm. others have proved. The Christ displaces the Antichrist, Mm -hmm. if we desire it. If we desire it. It's going to say free will is the key here. And, you know, I think that when you talk about this whole pervasive concept of Antichrist, to many people, that's a new concept, really. You know, again, we talked about it before. You just said it a moment ago that people are looking for a lone figure, a singular entity, if you will, who's going to be coming along, who is the Antichrist. But in fact, it seems that everything that is not the Christ does not manifest or exhibit the Christ is, in fact, the Antichrist. You know, I was just down recently <laughs> yeah. in, in Florida and we were doing a Summit University presentation and we were in a hotel there and we had a, the registration table out in the lobby and a man came up to it and wanted to know what it was about and so forth. And he got very upset because he said, Jesus did it all for us. We don't have to do anything. Get out of jail free card. Well, God bless him. But that (laughs) is a lie. It is not true. Jesus is ready to help us in any way possible. But we have to do something. We have to take charge of our lives. We can't be passive. We can't just, you know, say I'm saved and, you know, I might be my dweller one day and my Christ self the other day. It don't work, folks. (laughs) (laughs) And we aren't going to win our ascension that way. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, once we've slain our dweller, our personal antichrist, where where does it go? Yeah, good question. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does it just get displaced? Well, it's, it's it's misqualified energy, and so eventually it goes into the fire of God. It is repolarized. You know, energy is not lost, mm-hmm. and so it becomes once again the pure energy of God. Okay. But at a point, it doesn't exist anymore. You know, it's gone, and it's been requalified into pure light. You know, this may be somewhat of a digression here, but we have spoken before about this figure eight flow, this flow of energy from the heart of God through our Christ self to our human and then back again. And the the energy can't go back to God if it's impure, which is what we're talking about with this transmutation of it back into what we would consider light, illumination and love from whatever it was that we misqualified it into. Sure. (laughs) So our dweller is the accumulation of all that energy that has not yet gone back to God for repolarization. And right? won't go unless we We have something. to actively do something yeah. with it. Okay, yeah, because yeah. that's, that's something I think people have to understand is that we're in control and that we are the ones who can regulate that flow or stop it by our free will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what are some of the strategies our dweller will use to keep us from awakening to our inner divinity? <laughs> well, uh, first of all, you know, the dweller will talk to you. You know, mm-hmm. it, it can say... Oh, you don't want to do that. You know, you don't want to give that up. You don't want to change that. Too hard. You know, God's going to make you change your life. If you surrender to God's will, oh, what's he going to ask you to do? It might be something you don't want to do, you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of things and so forth. Um, it will use these things. It will try to bring 
situations mm-hmm. in your world of money, of power, of a tremendous job, of a relationship, you know, that, that deep down you know is not lawful and right and yet is very powerful in your world. Yeah. So, again, every day when you get up in the morning, this day I will choose who I will serve. And by God's grace, I choose to serve him. I choose to serve the light. And I call to my holy Christ self to help me understand those decisions that must be made that are key to my path. Some things are not important, and it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. Other things are crucial. And that's where you call for discernment and the understanding you know, of what you need to do and what is right. And you know what? We all make mistakes. And so mm-hmm. don't expect perfection, <laughs> but expect that when you make a mistake, you'll recognize it, you'll call them on the law of forgiveness, you'll ask for the opportunity to balance the karma, and you'll move on. You know, And we can make progress. We just can never give up. No matter what happens, never, ever, ever give up. Because you only have to get up one more time than you fall to make your ascension. Just think of that. Yeah. Yeah. And you never know when you're really close to making tremendous spiritual progress. And and I'm not I'm not you know suggesting this is easy. <laughs> no, I know you're know? not. But then life isn't easy. Let's no. face it. Life has its challenges. So people have intense karma, intense personal situations. They're all hard and they're difficult. But just keep on, keep moving, keep invoking the light, and keeping asking God to guide you. And eventually, the clouds will part and the light will be there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, since we began preparing and airing our Open Door programs, we have repeatedly come back to various subjects, such as the ultimate accountability we each incur as co-creators with God, or the reality of our personal Christ potential, Mm -hmm. or the very real concepts of reincarnation and karma. Now, here's another. Uh, The personal dweller on the threshold, why do you think it is that so much information, so vital to our souls and our salvation, has been willfully withheld from us? You know, I have to go back to things we talked about in the past, which is the fallen angels who rebelled against God no longer have God as a source of the light, and they need the light that God gives us. And so they have tricked us, they have cajoled us, they have brought us false teaching, the lies of their 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 human logic, you know, it's like the serpent in the garden. Surely you shall not die. <laughs> you know, and we've fallen for that. Right. Yes. And so slippery this devil. is how they get their lives. So obviously the fallen angels want to keep the truth from us because once we have the truth, their days are numbered. Mm-hmm. And they realize this because they have no continuing existence in God because they have rejected God. And so they do everything they can and they've done everything they can to keep the truth from us. They've, they've distorted the teachings of Jesus and other great avatars of the ages of Gautama Buddha and others. And, you know, this is the hour when the truth can be told. If we will see the truth, if we will recognize it and have, ask God to show you if this is the truth and it's the way that he would have you pursue. Because, again, the force, the fallen ones will do everything in your own world and on a global concept to dilute, to challenge, to mock these true teachings because they're the greatest threat to them. As I said earlier, it takes a mature son and daughter of God to be ready to move forward, but don't move forward without the tools God has given us, and the masters provide that path and that opportunity. And again, we come back to that magic word, opportunity. I mean, here we are again talking about the fact that you are listening to this because it's your time, possibly, to embrace the opportunity. It's our passion, our great pleasure and joy to present it and that's really what it comes down to is that it's a free will choice and you all have that choice you know it's and god's not going to condemn you for the choice you make 
But we've been waiting a long time to make this choice, Tom. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, boy. Feels like pop and circumstance is about ready to play. It really does. Well, you know, I mean, once again, another hour has just literally flown by. I mean, it's amazing to me that it goes by so fast. Seems like seems like it's a minute or two before you know already done. Yeah. yeah. But I'll, I want to thank you, Sid, again. Um, I, I, I mentioned your passion before. I know that I speak for Terry and myself, too, that it's a passion that we share. And just thank you for the opportunity to be able to present this material in this way. Yes, and we want to thank you also, those of you listening, for joining us today. We hope you find the subjects we share illuminating and helpful as you pursue your spiritual path. Indeed. And we always welcome your comments, questions, and concerns. Simply send them to us at webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. And please be sure to join us again. Yeah, and remember, you know, that though the upward path may be difficult, the (laughs) rewards are out Out of of this this world. world. Have a blessed and victorious weekend, everybody. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. Thank you.